So let's do something different today. Yes, let's, let's do, do it. Let's do a movie review. A movie. Let's go to the movies. The movies. Let's, let's go see. Let's go see the stars. <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As I awesome. did it. That was, yeah. Okay. Let's go see the Let's go. Cowboy heroes, cops and robbers, glamour and strife, bigger than life. Yeah. Let's do a movie review. So, um, well, what movie is so good that is making us get off our normal topics? Yeah, that's a good question. A movie that you originally had said you were not going to see. It didn't look good. It didn't and, look. <laughs> and I wasn't going to see it because I'm like sick of black biopics or whatever or slave movies. Right. I wasn't going to go see it because Harriet Tubman is my favorite person in history. I've always okay. said that. Okay? okay, when I was a kid, I did oratorical contests, and my right. and my poem was about Harriet Tubman. So okay. Harriet Tubman didn't take no stuff. Wasn't, wasn't scared, scared of nothing, nothing either. either. Didn't, didn't come, come in this, in this world, world to be no slave, slave and wasn't and gonna wasn't gonna stay one either. either. So long, that. she said to her friends one night. <laughs> I remember that from Lotus right? Academy. Yes. Oh my God! Flashback. Flashback. I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell okay. You. All right. Yeah. So anyway, you go way back with Harriet. So I go way back with Harriet. I don't mess around. So, right. So uh, you saw the previews. I think they started showing them a few months back, and uh, it, it was a, a thumbs down for you. Just from the previews, from the, the thirty second preview. The, the preview didn't look good. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, I only saw one preview. I don't feel like the movie okay. has gotten enough uh, promotion at all. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, which is interesting because I've seen a ton of previews for it, but I think it just depends. Well, you know, Big Brother is like paying attention to everything you do and everything you talk about and everything you look for. Yeah. So I think it kind of depends on like what your area of interest is. If okay. the preview is showing up in your social media feeds, so for me. Miss all black everything. Yes, I was seeing previews like every day for day. So day, day, I was, day, day, day. <laughs> <laughs> I was hype. Okay, I was hype. Okay, you were hype. Okay, like you, I you know I'm a big fan of Harry Tubman, and I've learned so much more about her in recent years. I don't know if I talked about this. Pod, there's a podcast called Uncivil, which I uh, really encourage people to, to listen to. It's an amazing yeah. podcast, like kind of untold stories around the Civil War. Right, and um. There was one called The Raid, where Harriet Tubman is a, basically a character in it. It's not she's not the primary character, but she shows up in it. Is it based and, on a true story? Oh, it is a true story. It is okay. absolutely a true story. All these characters are true. The podcast is just a, a recounting of a story that should be a part of American history in schools. It's absolutely amazing. But anyway, she shows up as this kind of like general and spy in the army, and like she helps like lead this raid, this Union raid. A successful raid where, like, she freed hundreds of people and, like, you know, took over um, these plantations and stuff. So, anyway, it's amazing. I encourage people to go back and, and read about it. But in listening to that, I had started to learn so much more about Harry Tubman beyond her just going back and forth, you know, to the South 19 times to, you know, um, take 
people's freedom to take freedom for these uh, or help these uh, enslaved African Americans take their freedom, should I say? Right. And so she's so much bigger than that, so much more than that. So when I saw the previews, I was excited because I was like, I saw her in her Union Army uniform, and I was like, oh, I think they're going to tell more of the story. So I was excited to see it. Okay. You know what the problem is with me is that if it's not Marvel, it's not in my feed. So. Right. Okay. I, I'm okay. a big comic book guy. I grew up on right. comic books also. But when I heard they were doing a movie on Harriet Tubman, I was literally like, eh, man, they're going to mess this up. But I got to say, that movie was amazing. Right. Okay. I enjoyed so let's, it. Let's, yeah. let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. So yes. you, you weren't going to see it. I was excited about it. But then yes. a couple of weeks before it came out, I kind of started getting a little down on the movie because I had been hearing some things. Okay. So oh, I've yes. been hearing some criticism. Two two main criticisms. Oh, oh, about what's the first one? So and, and let me tell you, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alerts. We're gonna spoil some things. Yes, it's spoiled. Although, but look, it, it's, it's Harriet Tubman. It's how Harriet much, Tubman. How much can we so, be spoiled? Right. At the, at the end of the day, she wins. Yeah. She doesn't get caught and she wins. So yeah. okay, if you didn't know that, then you have a whole lot to go back. And, and you ought but to be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, uh, we are going to talk about some spoilers. So, okay. if you haven't seen it, go see it, come back to this. Or just listen to us and then go see it for yourself. So, yeah. a couple of things that people were disappointed about. One is that Harriet Tubman is played by a black British woman as opposed to an African-American woman. And I think people could have gotten over that. But, you know, she, of course, people go back into the, the Twitter Twitter sphere mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they, they find every misstep somebody made in their history of social media and of course you know they found a couple of tweets that she made which were a bit disparaging of black people and or i would say black vernacular african-american vernacular yeah and um so you know people were upset about it in our what is our our cancel culture that we yeah. have right now she was canceled. The movie was canceled. That was that was the one thing. I, okay, you know what? Okay. I I, I just I just gotta say I think that's just black people not wanting not wanting to go see a, a, a history movie about slavery and stuff. I okay. think that's all it is. I think they'd rather go see Black Panther, the comic book movie, right. instead of Harriet Tubman. I, I really do because look, what she said. I went back and read it. And right. yeah, it's a little tacky, but it sounds like a, a young kid trying to be cool, saying some dumb shit. Right, That's and what it like this me. was from 2013. It is now 2019, so right. it was and, a number of years back. I went and checked. She's like 30 or 31 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you got to think, at this time, she was probably like 25 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anybody who can say they have never said something stupid at the age of... T- she didn't say, I hate niggas. She didn't <laughs> say, I, I hate black Americans, man, they, they smell. like right. uh, <laughs> That would have been one thing. Like, there's not... She's, she's black. I don't care if she's black British. Those black British people can act, man. I mean, get out. That dude was black British. You know what I mean? Like, the, the black Brits can act. They, they got it down. I'm not saying that black Americans can't, but my whole thing is that when you see the movie, she's right for the part. I'm, so, I'm sure, especially playing Harriet Tubman, she's probably learned a lot and probably can look back at that statement and be like, yeah, that was kind of tacky of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we don't have to cancel everybody who says something we don't like. Yeah. You don't have to cancel them. You don't have to. You don't have to completely cut them off, man. And it's a good movie, and you're doing yourself a disservice by not seeing it because it's a movie about one of our heroes, and she does a good job playing it. Right. Well, so that was one criticism, and I, and so I was kind of disappointed when I heard that. That's right. Um. So yeah, I was disappointed because, like you said, this is a, a 
a hero in, in black American history. And so, and part of me, you know, in a perfect world, I do feel like she should have been played by an African-American actress. I'm not saying I would cancel the movie because she wasn't, but um, considering the significant role she played in our history and the significant person she is in our history, I think it would have been fitting to have um, somebody from our cultural experience play her. If Again, you never I, I heard this woman speak, you would have no idea that she's British. Oh, I'm not saying she didn't play the part well. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying somebody coming from our shared experience, I think, would have been more honoring to the character. I'm not saying I would not see it because it was her that she didn't do a good job. I think she did an excellent job playing Harriet Tubman. I think she was well suited for the role. But that's all I'm saying. Peter Parker's from New York. Uh Uh-huh. And a British guy plays Peter Parker. Uh-huh. Wait, what British guy? Exactly. The guy, no, the guy who plays Spider-Man right now was British. Okay, first of all, first of all, that's a comic book character. I feel like there's more leeway with a comic book character. We're talking about a real life person. I can see if this was a white person in blackface talking about, I'm Harriet Tubman. <laughs> Lord, I'm going on a freedom train. Like, that that, that would be weird, okay? But yeah. this is this is a... Um, it's, 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 it's still a black person. She's Nigeria. She Africa black. You know what I'm saying? I, yes, I know. I know. But let me say this. Like, there, and I, I don't want to create a rift or divide between black Americans or I guess the term people are using are um, ADOS, A-D-O-S, African descendants of slavery, to like distinguish between like black Americans and other black people around the diaspora. But there is, to me, a cultural, sometimes a cultural difference or a cultural divide. And sometimes I think people from other places, especially people who can trace their lineage back to like their ancestral homelands or don't come from um, a heritage of slavery, I think sometimes there is a little bit of a look down that they have on those they of us do. who are descendants of, they do. of slavery. And so I think with that being said, and people have the feeling that maybe, you know, when it's convenient, these individuals are like, we're all black, we're all people of color. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, but we're actually, you know, more authentic or we're not, you know, descendants of slavery. I think there's, um, I think that's why people of, of African-American descendants of slavery feel a little bit of um, ownership over our historical figures. But, but, but we, and that's we, we have ownership, though. I don't think yeah. this takes away from our ownership. This is a woman who was hired to do a job. If anything, she learned more about us and where we came from and how strong we actually are, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I hear people, but I don't want to get into the business of dividing us into sections amongst the world. They did divide and conquer us for the whole history of mankind. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's true. I don't, I don't want that. I, I think she did a good job. She I think did. it's great. The one thing I will say is I could never be an extra in a slave movie, man. I could not just be that nigga in the back just like looking, you know, <laughs> homely and, oh, man, ball's coming. So I was singing this Negro spiritual. I just looked at some of the extras and was like, man, that's got to suck, man. Oh, God. I mean, hey, that, whatever. Yes, I mean. <laughs> Can you really play a white slave master and not be a little bit racist? Like, don't you got to like kind of dig into that part of you? I mean, that dude was saying nigga like, he was like, nigger. It was like, ew. I felt it when he said it. It was like, okay, man, when I see you, I'm going to punch you in the face. I know you were asking, but I still got something against Leonardo DiCaprio from Django Unchained. Yeah. No, I feel that same way about Matthew Broderick. And he wasn't even a slave owner from Glory when he um, 
whip Denzel Washington's character or had him whipped because yeah. he thought he was like running off, but he was really like out looking for shoes. Oh, when Man, Denzel had like the one, Matt, when the, the yeah, one tear coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I like I didn't like Matthew Broderick since then. I I, I look at <laughs> all, <laughs> and I know I know some of my allies, but I look at all. White people in slave movies. I feel like uh-huh. if I ever meet them, I'm gonna kind of give them a side eye. Like, man, I don't. I just remember that movie you played in, and you said nigga like forty times. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in that movie played their part. So played that was part. controversy one. Okay, was, yes. Who was cast? Mm-hmm. Controversy two. Okay, it is, um, even though it's based on a real-life character, of course, you know, people take artistic license and they create characters to kind of fill out the story, you know? Yeah, oh, of course. And so there was the character of the um, bounty the black bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like it or not, the history is that there were black bounty hunters. Now, according to all accounts of Harriet Tubman's story, like her own personal account, she never describes being like hunted by a black bounty hunter, but there was one created for the story. And the director, she, you know, gave a reason for why she created that character. Like in her, in her words, she created it to show that slavery was like basically kind of a, something that infected the whole society. You know, it was an ill that spread throughout society, throughout all people. And no one was really too immune to the evil of it, you know? And so that's why she put that character in. Now, black people, and I kind of understand this, are like, yo, like, we have this movie about slavery and the major perpetrators of this, like, vicious, hateful, violent slavery were white Americans. Why are you going to create a black character to be, like, you know, kind of to highlight bounty hunters, like, through this fictitious black character? Yeah. And I kind of understand that. Like, I think that people take the argument too far because I don't think that he was, like, the main protagonist. And that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, the black bounty hunter was the main protagonist. Which I don't think he was. I think he was a character amongst the cast of people who were involved in, like, maintaining the slave trade. He was just one character. And he was a good character, but he was definitely mm -hmm. a fake character. He was fake. He was not. As far as we know, like, in all the accounts that Harriet Tubman has told of her life, and there are contemporary to her time, accounts of her life. Um, I think Sarah Bradford was the author who had written two stories about her life um, during her lifetime. There's not a description of this black bounty hunter. So people were upset about that. It's another reason people canceled the movie. Okay. Uh, That that one has more validity than the other argument Uh of canceling the movie. Um, It didn't take away from the movie for me. I, I do understand the argument of like don't give them this pass like everybody was infected by this right. like look it was a black, like when he didn't even exist like right. that wasn't right. really necessary I don't um I don't think I don't think he took away from the movie but it was a couple of things in it that I knew were like totally fake like when she had to stand off with the slave master uh-huh I, yeah I mean it was like that didn't happen Right. And she didn't like she instead of instead able of to have a monologue with the state with well, the she, master and yeah. like they have a standoff and she shoots him in the hand and instead of taking right. him out she just like screams like I'm not gonna let this infect me like nah man I want to like look when you make a when you make a movie about Harriet Tubman <laughs> uh-huh. and, sh- and shooting slave masters you shoot that right. bastard right between the goddamn <laughs> eyes man no uh, no yes I, I've heard Kill other him. people say that no I've heard other people say that but I actually in the moment I was like are they gonna have her shoot him but I liked it better the way they wrote it because he had to dead. watch her win like she rode off in glory 
and she won, and he lost, and he was standing wanted, there with his middle finger shot off. I like, wanted the Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> he put his hands on me. I kill him dead. I want. I wanted. I wanted my. <laughs> I knew she wasn't going to do it. Or just the cheesy one when like, she's walking away and he goes for the gun and she turns around and shoots him. I wanted right. something when it was just like, just kill the slave master. Just, I just, I, nothing gives me more pleasure than dying slave masters. But um, yeah, No, I like that. Because he, yeah, he had to stand there and bleed in that field and you know, know that she won. Yeah, but overall, I mean, overall, like, all jokes overall, aside. Overall, that it, being said, yes. Those, those a, are the criticisms. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. And let me say, like, I... I, so I pre-bought my ticket months ago. But then after I heard all this criticism about it, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Is this going to just be another slave movie with this, like, black British woman? And I, like, I don't know if this can have my, the two hours of my time. But I'd already paid my $11. So I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. Yeah, I feel like. And I'm glad I did. Because it was not another slave movie. It was not another slave movie. I feel like they took Nat Turner away from us because the dude was running trains on white women or something. Right. You know? And, and, it's and always something. It's, it's always something. always something. And that's what I'm saying. So for this one, yeah. you're going you're gonna to let the fact that, okay, she said something a few years ago that was tacky. You know what I mean? She didn't say something that was like violently racist. Right. It was just right, right. tacky. It was tacky. Right. It made her look yeah. bad. It, you know it was what I mean? In, in poor taste. Yeah. But she was also in her 20s. I give people a lot of passes in their 20s. Right. Not all passes. Don't walk around calling us niggas and think I'm going to forgive you. Or walk you for around that. in blackface because you're yeah. 20 and thinking once you get to 35, it's not going to matter anymore. Right. So. Yeah. But but you <laughs> right. like you say, oh, what's up, homeboy? Whatever. Like, all right. Yeah. You sound like an idiot. But I ain't going to be like, yeah. Right. I don't. I don't want to see any more of your movies. Like. Right. That's ridiculous, man. So with this movie, yeah, I, I did not think Samuel Jackson used to be on heroin. Heroin. It's true. It's true. And I love that love dude. Him. I love him. <laughs> We all make mistakes. That's all I'm saying. We make mistakes, yes. Let's, let's, let's cancel cancel culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I let me just say, I left that movie. Usually when I leave slave or movies about slavery, I leave. First of all, I usually have to watch them on a Friday so that I have the weekend to recover. Um, and I usually leave feeling angry and hateful and like my blood boiling. That's yes. how I leave slave movies. Um, I do too. This movie, I left feeling like triumphant you did. You, i left feeling inspired it, i it, left feeling like i don't know it, it was a completely different feeling it was it was a good vibe i mean like normally when i leave a slave movie especially if there's like a white person walking in front of me <laughs> i just you know what i'm saying you know like the little thin rope you got that you can just put it around their neck and just like <laughs> take them out real quick that's how i feel when i leave a slave i ain't gonna hurt nobody but that's how i feel <laughs> when i leave a slave movie this one i definitely was like all right people we can work together now, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Did one of my heroes justice, so um, I liked it. I I thought it was amazing. I hope people, please don't take any of the criticism and refuse to see it. I think it's an it's an important movie, um, and I think that they highlighted um, a lot of American history. Like I said in the beginning, that you don't normally hear. Like you just hear about her going back and forth to the South nineteen times, which in and of itself was amazing because. Mm-hmm. This happened, like, right around the time that, like, the Fugitive Slave Act was enacted. And, I mean, these, like, bounty hunters, like, this was big business. Yeah. First of all, the South was losing money because they were losing their free labor. Right. Um, and these these white people in the South were angry. So this was big business. Capturing people who had fled and um, were living in, in freedom up north. And then also someone like her who, in her time, was even, like, very well-known as this, like, you know, conductor on the Underground Railroad, 
this small black woman who was, um, you know, had an affliction, like she had been injured. And so she had, she had this like lifelong injury where she would like, you know, pass out and stuff like that. So even with her affliction, like she was able to go and come 19 times to the South and like yeah. free people without a lot of time. So that in and of itself was amazing. But right. on top of that, she was also a major contributor to the Union Army. And I think we don't talk about that a lot in American yeah. history. And um, so I love that they touched on that. And I feel like there should be a part two where we talk about her time in the Army because she was amazing. There um, should. There and should. even though after it was... Sadly, like, they don't talk about this in the movie, but after it was over, like, she... Even though she played a huge role in the Union Army, they... The government refused to, like, give her a pension or anything. Like, basically, she left the Army, like, penniless. Like, eventually, the community rallied around her and helped to support her. And this woman, Sarah Bradford, I'm pretty sure her name is Sarah Bradford, was an author. She, like, wrote these biographies on her. And she, a uh, white woman, actually gave the proceeds of the book to her to help support okay, her. Okay, you know what? I was, age, I was about to start hating white people again. But no! you, just saved, you just saved it. You saved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, here they go. So, no, but, I mean, like, she left. She <laughs> She's this uh, incredible American hero. I mean, hell, we look at... We look at people coming back from war in this country now who are living on the street. So it's kind of no different, you know, like you play a role in the army and then you come back and people are just like, ah, screw you. But um, no, the community rallied around her and she was able to like live out her life. She lived till she was 93 years old. But like she did not receive any sort of, I don't know if it was called pension at that time or pension right, or payment right. from her service in the army. But um, well, we still were, we still were second class citizens. Yes. So, even after emancipation. It's true. So, it's very true. Yeah. So, um, anyway, but I encourage people to go see it. Um, uh-huh. don't let these naysayers like discourage you from seeing it. It's amazing, amazing it's story. Yeah. And come out of it and do some do some research. This woman was amazing. And I expect to see some little Harriet's coming around in the next generation. Let's bring back the name Harriet. She is someone who deserves for you to uh name your child after. Yeah, I feel like white people took that name. Yeah, there are <laughs> I've never a met a black little, Harriet. I haven't either, but you know, I know a couple of Hatties from my son's school, and I was like, Hattie, that's an old name, but when I seen their names written down, like on, you know, because I had a chaperone all the field trips and stuff, I'm like, oh, Harriet, there's a couple of little white Harriets in, uh, in yeah. the school. Yeah. Interesting. But Why come on, black people. All right, yeah. if, I, if I ever have a kid, that'll be my kid's name, Harriet. Our Harriet. Harriet. I'm digging it. Let's all bring right. it back. Let's get some food. I'm hungry as hell. I know. I've been talking. My, my mouth is dry. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> Mojito or something. So, we oh, we getting down today. Yes, 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 yes. So Let's get some shots over here. It was a man and a hoodlum. You know he died for you and for me. I'm gonna thank you because you brought me love. I wanna thank you, Jesus, because you taught me. I wanna thank you because you kept me. I'ma thank you because you never left me. I wanna sing. So we're talking about the Moses of our people, which is what Harriet Tubman was called, the Moses of our people, you know? Yeah, yeah. So as I was thinking about this, and I was, and also this year, I don't know if you know, it's called the Year of the Return in West Africa. It's a lot of countries in West Africa who are welcoming um, people back to the motherland after, uh, it's been 400 years since uh, slavery started here in the United States, 1619. Was well, let's be clear what, what countries are welcoming us back because some of them things I don't want to go back so, to <laughs> so 
there, I don't know if there's just one country, but I know there's like big celebrations in Ghana because I really want to go to Ghana this year and oh, it's just not going to quite work out for me. But um, Ghana's having a big celebration. I think um, there's also, you know, places like Nigeria. I spent um, a lot of time in the Gambia, West Africa, not this year, but in previous years. And they're also very open to um, Africans of the diaspora coming back, you know, to establish relationships and uh, business and that's homes and everything um, back in Africa. But anyways, the year of the returns. So it's been 400 years since um, slavery, African slavery, um, started here in the United States. It was 1619. So it's been 400 years. So <clears throat> we have been talking about Harriet Tubman, the Moses of our people. And um, yeah. it's just interesting that, like, this is coming out now, like, about 400 years after we've been in this country. Like, I mean... The times have changed recently, but you know, it's slavery and uh, the years after slavery with segregation and um, all the things that we've dealt with have been 400 years, which kind of mirrors the Moses in the Bible and the story about you know Jewish people escaping like slavery in Egypt in the Bible, like yeah. 400 years I think that they were enslaved or something. It says, um, so I just find it interesting that like we have our own Moses and our, our story do. of Moses and our time of slavery. <laughs> kind of mirrors that in the Bible. And if right. you if you believe in and mysticism... So she didn't split a river. Well, okay, she didn't split a river. But if, I mean, most... A lot of people believe that Harriet Tubman was, like, a mystic. Like, she basically had some sort of, I don't know, sixth sense or connection to God. I mean, that's how she tells oh, yeah. her... That's how she explains how she was able to do what she did. Right. And so if that's what you believe, then even though she didn't necessarily split a river... She has her own, like, divine intervention that helped her do what she did. Well, hers is cooler. Because, not cool. I don't want to Cooler. That, <laughs> Our Moses is, is cooler than your Moses. <laughs> hers is cool uh-huh. beca- because it is so recent in history. Mm-hmm. It's not a thousand years old. It's right. only, you know, what, 150 years old, you know, the story right. of Harriet Tubman. 160 years old, like, it's only 160 years ago, and this is the person who really did it, you know what I mean? Like, there's pictures of her, she really existed, these are the stories that come from her. Right. Like, what she did was a story of liberating her people right. from bondage. And for the fact that black people don't look at, anytime Mormons can come up with a religion that right. is only about 150 years, years old itself, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Why can't black people adopt this lady as like, you know what, this was a godsend for our people. Right. You know, and that changed the course of history. And I'm not going to follow white Jesus anymore. <laughs> why, why does white Jesus still get the accolades? I don't get it. <laughs> what, what, what the heck? Does, why, why is white Jesus so powerful, man? What did he I do? I don't know. And so that's my question. I'm like, here we have our own story of like bondage and liberation. And somebody who, if, if this is what you believe... Um, you know, was a godsend to our people and led our people out of bondage. Um, yeah, why doesn't she hold the same weight as like the story that happened back in the Middle East hundreds of yeah. years ago, thousands of years ago, rather? Like, why yeah. why doesn't have the same weight? For me, it should. And like you said, if the oh, Mormons for me, can have stories that they've created just in the last couple hundred years, um, right. and this is not created. Like you said, we have pictures, we have like accounts. I mean, we know this is real. <laughs> Who who do they follow? Is it John Smith or somebody? Yeah, they I think follow? his name is John Smith. Something like I, that, I'm yeah. sorry if I'm getting it wrong. I don't want to right. disrespect anybody's religion, but I'm just saying he he ain't as cool as Harriet right. Tubman. Like, why would you? <laughs> right. She she needs to be. I mean, for everybody in America, I think we all need to start a new religion. 
and she needs to be. And this Me Too movement now? Right. And this Me Too movement now? I'm like, okay, Jesus, you were cool for a while. You know what I'm saying? But I'm tired of white men getting all accolades. It's time for a woman to get it. And Harriet Tubman seems to be the person. She seems to be the person. We need to come up with a name for this, Felicia. (laughs) Because I think I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm going to subscribe to this. I'm going to subscribe to this religion. I, I think you're on to something. I mean, I just, like you said, I don't know why we uphold stories that happen in the Middle East to people who are not our ancestors. Like, I mean, they, they may be the story, stories that are important to, like, people of Jewish descent or if it's, um, you know, Islamic stories of people of Arab culture and descent and that sort of thing. That's not our homeland. That is not our ancestral homeland. So I'm kind of more concerned about what happened to our people, and especially what happened to our people in recent times. So, like, why, like you said, are we so preoccupied with Moses and Jesus and Muhammad or whoever when we have our Harriet Tubman's and we have Sojourner Truth and we have Frederick Douglass and we have Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? Like, I mean, these are the people who, if you believe that, you know, they were God-sent, or if you just believe that they were incredible people of our time who helped lead our people out of bondage, like, those are my heroes. Yeah, that, I mean, look, That's Harriet, who I would want to name my children after. Harriet Tubman, that's it. I mean, look, if, I, if, if people are going to bug me, like our mom does, about raising our kids with religion and uh-huh. everything, that's my we're going to be Harriets. <laughs> we're going to be Harriets. Harriets. What the heck is a Harriet? Harriet, you all, that was Black Moses. <laughs> We follow Harriet. <laughs> she was prepping us for the promised land at the end of her life. Like, that was, like, some of her last words. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's Black Moses. I don't, I, don't need, I don't want a white guy waiting for me. If I see a white guy waiting for me at the pearly gates, <laughs> I know I did something wrong. <laughs> You're like, I don't trust it. I don't trust I don't, it. I, I'm going to wait in purgatory for a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm waiting for my Harriet. So, yeah, I, I, just, I have questions. I have questions. Why, why do we, yeah, uphold these other people? Because black people want to be everybody else but themselves. We do want to be everybody else. If we're not, you know? if we're not Indians, then yeah, we have to got to be. Uh, oh, Cordo, you ever talk to a black person who converts to Islam? Uh, uh, oh yes. my God, you can't say yes. a daggone word to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> you figured out everything. Oh yeah, I mean, hell, the black Christ- black Christians, black Muslims, five percenters, black Israelites or Hebrewites, whatever they call themselves, all these people that reach back into these like Far East religions. They think they have it all figured out. and Black people are the only people I can have a conversation with. When they're Christian, uh-huh. that's the only people you have a conversation with where every answer is a quote from the Bible. <laughs> and it's usually like, taken man, completely out of context. Too. It's totally out of context. Because <laughs> I'm not saying you can't learn from all these books. I, I'm not saying you can't learn from different teaching and different people around the world. You can learn from Gandhi and Buddha anything. and Native American cultures and... African mm-hmm. proverbs. You can learn from all of these people, but I, I just the people who I hold closest to my heart are the people who have had the interest of my people first and foremost, who have like I, sacrificed their lives for the liberation of our people, of our ancestors, of our great grandparents. Let me tell you some, a, a saying from Black Moses. <laughs> I go to prepare a place for you. Last words. All right, man. I go to prepare a place for you. She wasn't talking to you, white people. <laughs> she was talking to us. Okay? That's where I'm going. <laughs> I'm going back with Harriet. I'm good. All right? She prepared a place for me. I'm going to black, black, black heaven. heaven. <laughs> 
If I end up with a white wife, I see you on the other side, baby, from a distance. Hey. <laughs> no, we'll take our allies with us. Oh, no, every, everybody, the thing is this. Black Heaven is just like an HBCU. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. Everyone is right. welcome. Everyone's welcome. But first and foremost, it's a, a place of safety for our people. Yeah. But everyone's welcome. Yeah. I had never seen a white person turned away from an HBCU. But our people are safe there. So that's what that's what Black Heaven is. It's an HBCU. I mean, who would you <laughs> rather see when you got to heaven? Long brown hair, white Jesus, all hippied out. <laughs> Harry, Terry, Terry, Terry. <laughs> Ronald Reagan on a horse or Harry, Terry, Terry, Terry. I mean, for me, the choice is clear. You know what I mean? Harry, Terry. I go to prepare a place for you. That means even at 93, she was like, my work is not done. I got work to do in the afterlife. All right. Deep. Amen. <laughs> These drinks are really working. All on them but the rock right out I can't hide you the rock right out I can't hide you the rock right out I ain't gonna hide you down All on that day I said rock What's the matter with you rock Don't you see I need you rock Lord, Lord, Lord All on that day So I run to the <laughs> I can't even get my Negro spiritual out. Freedom. Oh, freedom. Over me, over me. And before I be a slave, I'll be buried. And go home to my Lord and be free. Oh, we got a we got a twisted history in this country, man. Oh, we man. do, but you got to make sure you teach your kids those songs that we know from back yes. in the day, because those yeah. are awesome songs. They are awesome. It, you know, it's funny because even though I'm not like a church goer or anything, and don't subscribe to Christianity, I there's still like a place in my heart for like spirituals. Um, of I don't course. know if it's like nostalgia, but it like. I don't know. They they still kind of make you feel good inside, even though I don't really believe the lyrics. But <laughs> there's something about them that uh, I. You know still what it is. You, I I can feel because their belief in it was so deep. It's so strong. Yeah. That you can feel what they feel. You know what yeah. I mean? There's nothing wrong with believing in something higher than you or whatever. Right. But I think in the year 2019, I think we have progressed enough to understand, like, oh, but they had nothing else to turn to. Yeah, only they didn't they know anything else. They right. were stripped from their religion and their culture and everything. So right. when they were brought to that, and that was all they had to turn to, they sung it. But hey, they were still using it to like, yo, master's coming. Right. Here's a little clue. Go down yeah. by the river. Hide. That nigga amazing. crazy. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like they were doing multiple things in it. Now that we progress, it's like, all right, well, we got our Moses. Right. We don't need your Jesus. He's fired. <laughs> He's fired. Jesus is fired. I'm oh, not saying Lord. he's. Oh, Your I know people going. Oh, mom's oh, coming after you. I know mom's people going to be mad you, at me. So. <laughs> They're going to be mad at me. But I'm just saying, like, people can still have Jesus. They can still, you know, believe in that Jesus or whatever. But that's their Jesus. Yeah. That's you know their Muhammad, I mean? their Jesus, their Moses. Their Moses. That's yeah. and, like, Those people are great. I'm not saying those people aren't great for what they did. You know what I'm right. saying? 
I'm just saying we have our own. Right. Let's uphold them. Let's let's give Harriet Tubman some freedom songs. Right. Why is Jesus still getting all the goddamn freedom songs? <laughs> right. The one the woman ran from Philadelphia to what South Carolina on foot? Like Jesus yeah. Christ, man! Like that right. was on foot. On foot. I won't even go to. I won't even go to work on foot. Right. <laughs> you you live what two miles? From <laughs> I live two miles from my job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry I mean, for us. And towards the end, yeah, she went back down to Maryland and then to Canada. She like, oh, we can't stop in Philadelphia anymore. We just gonna continue this walk on to Canada. And then went and fought in the in the bloodiest war in America. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Right. What, what does a woman have to do? What does a woman have to do? Lord <laughs> 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 in mean, mercy. I'm a, I'm gonna be a Harriet. I'm a Harriet. With you. I'm a Harriet. I'm a Harriet. That's, so next when the movie when she had, put that hat on, right? you know the famous hat she got. Yes. When she put that, oh man, my chest, man, my <laughs> chesticles started pumping. I said, oh shit! I just started running through the theater for no reason. <laughs> man, that got me so hyped. Oh god, yeah. Oh, I was so hyped. I was so hyped, man. Right, right. So yeah, man. There you go. Black people, that, black go see people. the movie. Go see, Go see the movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I mean, yeah. not just her, but the other characters in the movie. Just not that every character was real to life to this story, but the characters were like woven from like real life characters in history in the way that black people were able to like navigate the system of slavery and escape. Like you said, from the singing, like the, the clues in the songs or the preacher who like when yeah. he first comes on the scene, like I, I was in a, a theater full of black people. We had, my sorority had bought out a theater. So we're all in there. And when the preacher is basically like, slaves, obey your masters. Like, there was this collective, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> collective, like, through the whole theater. But then you learn, like, 30 minutes in, this dude was playing these white yeah. things. He was yeah. a conductor on the Underground Railroad, and they never suspected a thing. So to it's like, in. I mean... Black people were masterful. Like, even though this system was violent, it was oppressive, and it was overpowering, because there were many, many, many attempts to escape slavery. But there were black people who worked the system. Yeah. And they were intelligent, and they were slick, and um, they took their freedom. Yeah. They took their freedom, so. It was. It was, it was, it was a good movie. It's, um, I, 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 like I said, I got to go see it again. I want to see it again. I, I was happy with that. I was. I'm that definitely. Yeah. I was pleased. Okay. All right. Well, we didn't talk your ear off. <laughs> go see the movie. Go see the movie. Um. Yeah. I don't even do movie reviews about Joker, which I loved. Right. Or, this, or like, this was the first one, and it, it'll be a long time maybe before we do another one. But go see the movie. It will be. It will be. And um, yeah, join us in the Harriets. <laughs> Yeah, I'm waiting for Harriet to return. Yeah. Soon and very Y'all waiting soon. for Jesus? Y'all waiting for Jesus? I'm waiting for Harriet. Nah, I'm waiting for Harriet. <laughs> yep. She says she goes to prepare a place for me. I'm waiting for Harriet. I see y'all in there.